Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 13 of Electrify. No, it is not Thursday. No, you do not need to adjust your cell phones, your iPads, iPods, wherever you listen to the show. It is Saturday afternoon, and, uh, you know, it's first of all, I'm a college student, for those of you who don't know. And if you follow me on Twitter or the uh, podcast Twitter, then you know it's final season for your boy. And, you know, I've been, I've been busting out a lot of work. And I wasn't I was going to go on like a little three week hiatus and come back in the middle of December. But I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Why not just move the show to Saturday? So that's what I'm doing. So from now for until like what I'll say about three weeks, I'll let you know. So week by week by week thing, I'll let you know. But from probably to the middle of December, I'll be dropping on Saturdays at 12 instead of Thursdays at 12. So, you know, I'll let you guys know how that goes. But uh, yeah, man, but I'm getting work done. Don't worry about me. You know, shout out to everybody else going through the same thing as me. Uh, but. We got a lot to get through today. We got big boxing to talk about tonight. Um, college football. We got um, another damn, ooh, excuse me, another scandal, domestic violence scandal, but this including uh, Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt. And um, going to talk about that. That video came out yesterday. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Big games in NFL this weekend as well. And we uh, watched the Saints and the Cowboys game Thursday. That was an interesting game. Definitely on the dive into that. And I just want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, but more specifically Aaron Rodgers, because there's been a lot being said about him this weekend. I don't agree with a lot of it. Um, But yeah, we got a full schedule of the day, full slate. So uh, let's get right to it. So it frustrates me to see another situation like this. And, And then it just pains me to have to talk about it here. So yesterday, video comes out of Kareem Hunt's incident back in February, which included him and uh, a young woman, young Caucasian woman at a hotel. So I remember when this story first broke, there was no video, of course. There never is when it first comes out. We just got, you know, police reports and what happened. So apparently he told the young woman to leave the hotel room. And I guess, you know, she wasn't trying to go. And then things got chippy. And then uh, Kareem Hunt's friend, who was there, said that the young woman repeatedly called him the N-word. I'm, I'm guessing the hard, the hard ER was attached to that. And um, things got out of hand. So the video comes out today. And, I mean, excuse me, yesterday. Video comes out yesterday. And we see Kareem and the woman in the altercation and a couple other people, you know, holding both of them back. But... See the young woman charge at Hunt, charges at Hunt, and then Hunt, like, you know, pushes her, and then he's getting held back, but he's still trying to get to her. And then the end of the video is, you know, he kicks her. And it's a nasty situation. It is a bad situation. It's it's bad for him, it's bad for the team, and it's bad for the league. Now, I do not justify nor condone domestic violence, uh, whether it be uh, man hitting a woman, woman hitting a man, or, you know, so I don't condone that at all. What I will say is when you are under a microscope, you are a professional athlete and you are in some ways a celebrity, you have to know how to conduct yourself and how to conduct these type of things. Um, these type of things being your, your entire interaction with women. First of all, the women that you choose to have interactions with, 
um, and like how you go about it. I just truly believe that if I was in this position, if I, if I had the, the star, uh, the, the stardom, and I was a star athlete, I would be in my house most of the time. I wouldn't go anywhere. I wouldn't need to be out and about all the time with different women. No, coming to the crib. I'm to the crib. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're out like this and something happens, you know what's going to get out. You know people are going to see. And you know you're going to get in trouble. So you know you get in trouble. Here's my thing with the Chiefs and how they're going to handle this. So they put him on the commissioner's exempt list and they sent him home as soon as the video came out. And I don't believe he's playing tomorrow. And they're more than likely going to suspend him. Okay, cool. So they knew about the incident already. I, I'm, I'm more than likely they, they couldn't have seen the video. No way they saw the video. Let's just say, let's play devil, devil's advocate here and say they didn't say to see the video. Okay, cool. You didn't see the video. But you knew about the incident and... Okay, right. So this is kind of like the Ray Rice incident in a way, because, you know, we didn't know about that. And, you know, he gets the little suspension. Then a video comes out, long suspension. Then they cut him and Ray Rice never plays the football again. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do this. I just find it very convenient, you know. And then uh, apparently the video, you know, didn't come out from – the police like that i don't know so we don't know who released the video i just find it very convenient that this comes in the middle of the chiefs playoff run when they're nine and three and green hunting's having a great year i just think that it's just it's just convenient i don't understand how that happens like you know it's all about money and somebody clearly you know wanted to get out and to tarnish his brand and his career and the chiefs brand so, but you can, but like I said, you know, you have to make better decisions and they're going to put the hammer on. They have to more than, they have to, because the world, the, the country is watching all eyes on the chiefs and they're all, it's already outrage. You know what I'm saying? There's already outrage and people are going to want him out off the team or suspended for the rest of the season. They're not going to want him in the playoffs. So I don't know how the chiefs are going to do this. I really don't. It's sad to host the entire situation. It's sad. And, you know, I'm, these these guys have to do better. Uh, you we just saw Ruben Foster had a, a domestic violence incident. Fellas, not even athletes. Now I'm talking to gentlemen in general and ladies too. Please, please, just stop putting your hands on each other. If the situation gets heated, leave. Get out. Get away. Get away. Run if you have to. Just don't let it get there, man. There's no reason for. A man to be putting his hands on a woman or a woman to be putting his hands on a man, her hands on a man. I just feel like in no way is that right. And in this video, we did see this woman be aggressive with Kareem. No way does that mean he had to retaliate in that moment. Get away. Get away. Go call call the police. You know? Um, Yeah. Just just be careful out here, man. You know, you know, you're being watched. You know. Everybody's going to, whether it's surveillance or somebody's recording, it's, it's going to get out eventually. And yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. It's sad to see. And, you know, I just don't like having to talk about this. You know, I like, I like sports. You understand? I like talking about sports. I don't like the scandal. I don't like stuff like this. I don't like domestic violence. I don't support it in any way. It's just nasty, man. It's nasty. So, uh, 
I, I'm not even going to say I can't wait to see how this plays out because I don't. I'm not excited to see it, but I'll be watching and we'll be talking about it. Okay, <clears throat> scratch, you know, the first five minutes of the show. First of all, I tried to, you know, play it off like this show is, you know, it's not recorded the day before. But I'm sure you guys know that this show is recorded the day before. Um, So it was reported just now because I was, you know, I was busy. But I looked at my phone and the Kansas City Chiefs have released Kareem Hunt. Wow. Sheesh. Wow. That's crazy, man. That's really crazy. Mm. It's a shame. It's a shame that they knew about this. I'm not saying they knew about the video, but they knew about the situation. They knew about this, man. They knew about this in February. Why not punish him sooner? Um, mm, that's crazy. That's crazy. Woo. Man, I don't know. That's a big loss for uh, the Chiefs, and you know that's sad for Hunt, you know. But that's what comes. That's what it comes with, man. Just the stardom and the irresponsibility putting yourself in these situations. This is the result. Um, mm, wow, wow. That's all. That's really all I can say right now. This is like I, I, I think I said I wouldn't be doing any breaking news on the show, but even though the show is pre-recorded, but. I had to, I felt like I had to do this being as though I already recorded this, this segment. So, wow. Mm. That's tough, man. That's tough. Okay, I've had this date circled on my calendar for some time now. December 1st, 2018. Deontay Wilder finally takes on Tyson Fury for the WBC Heavyweight Championship of the World. Boy, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been ready. I've been. I. I. I, To be honest, I I keep this short and sweet with you. As far as my prediction go, I got wild and knocking him out before the six round. And you know, before this week, uh, I thought it was going to be you know go uh, deeper. But now I don't think so. Wilder looks completely ready, and Fury looks scared to death, bro. At the uh, weigh in. You know, Wilder was, he had a mask on, he was still, and Fury was bouncing around and trying to get people to hold him back. It wasn't, you know, it was a different energy. It was just a different energy. And it reminded me of uh, Floyd and McGregor when Floyd, uh, at the last, at the weigh-in, you know, Floyd was uh, laughing at McGregor and McGregor was doing all that extra stuff. And, you know, Floyd, all Floyd said was, you know, the fans can't help you tomorrow. They can't help you in the ring. And, you know, Wilder was just like, you know, it's, it's, it's time for action and all the talking is over. You dig what I'm saying? So I got Wilder knocking him out. But, you know, uh, they come into this fight. Wilder comes in for, you know, 39 knockouts. Stands at six foot seven, 200. He weighed in at 212 and a half pounds. Fury comes in 6'9", weighed in at 256 and a half pounds. 27 KOs, 19 knockouts. Now, Fury has the height advantage of two inches and the reach advantage of two inches. And he's just, listen... Wilder is a big dude, but he's athletic. He is all, like, damn, they're all muscle. He's big, bro. That's a lot of muscle. Fury's, Fury, you know, he went through what he went through. And that's sad he went through, but he lost his body. Fury was never really a, a an athletic-built guy. He was just big. And now he's big and he's fat, you know. Listen, 
he picked the wrong dude for a comeback fight. His last two fights went to distance. He doesn't have the knockout power that he he really never possessed true knockout power. He had it. Um and we won't see it. We won't see it in this fight. Good God, we won't see it in this fight. I can't wait. I'm excited, man. And you know, like Wilder said when he was talking to Nick Saban um, on our on All Access, you know, at one point we didn't even know people didn't know who the heavyweight champion of the world was, and that's true. Outside of the Klitschko's, you know, for a long time, you know, we saw the heavyweight division die down, and it's back, and it's back in a big way. Uh, we have a, an American champion, a black, a black champion. I'm excited about that. I'm happy for him. I, I would, I've been watching Wilder for three to four years now, and I wish nothing but continued success for that man. Um, I've, I've enjoyed all his interviews this week. He's been very passionate about how he feels about black people and him as a man. And, you know, I, I, I just – he's focused, man. He's ready for this fight. And listen – after this, after he knocks Fury out, y'all, somebody tell that tea-drinking, crumpet-eating, y'all know what I'm talking about. It, it's time, bro. Stop running. Stop running from that man and, and get in the ring. It, it's, it's smoke time. I, w- I want to see Wilder and Joshua in 2019. I better see it. Better see it. Because it, if it don't happen, it's only going to be on Joshua's uh, side. It's going to be his fault and his team because they don't want that, bro. They don't want that. But um, like I said, I'm excited for the fight, but I got Wilder knocking him out before the sixth round. That's how I feel about it. Um, but the undercard should be good. We got uh, uh, my man Jared Harris on the card. I'm excited for that. But uh, next weekend, we're still on the topic of boxing. Next weekend is the weekend. Uh, Lomachenko fights and Canelo fights. Um, very excited for that. But uh, we got heavyweight action, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's going to be a good one. It should be very entertaining, and I cannot wait. Okay, let's talk about this Thursday night football game. We watched the Saints go down to Jerry's world in uh, Dallas. And um, it was it was an interesting watch. Uh, before the game started, I, I texted the fantasy group message. I said, I don't know. I think Dallas won tonight. I just had a feeling that Dallas, you know, they're at home. They're feeling themselves. They, they have a chance to, you know, well, now they have this whole possession of first place. But, you know, they had a chance to move up. And I didn't think they were going to let this opportunity slip away, even though they almost did because the referees was minding other people's business. We're going to talk about that, too. But first of all, I just want to give uh, all the credit in the world to this Dallas Cowboys defense. They just put the wet blanket over the fire that is the uh, New Orleans Saints offense. They kept everybody in check. Starting off with Drew Brees, who had 127 yards passing, uh, one touchdown, one pick, and a 71.6 rating. That's not Drew Brees-like. Um, then, as far as the rushing goes, they held Kamara in check. He only had 37, 36 yards. Ingram only had 27 yards. And then they held Mike Thomas in check. He had five catches for 40 yards. They just held him in check. They they said y'all not gonna do nothing to us tonight. Y'all not gonna y'all not gonna beat us tonight. Y'all gonna have to play defense. And that's it was a defensive game. Um Dak Dak had a great game. He played well enough. He he went twenty four for twenty eight, two hundred forty eight yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, one hundred fifteen point five rating. Zeke did his thing. He had seventy six yards on the ground. And Amari Cooper did. they their offense showed out. They did what they had to do. They did just enough to win. Um, the, this is my only issue with this game 
as it is with the majority of the game. It was the penalties. There were so many penalties called, so many penalties missed. Uh, the Cowboys almost, you know, gave that game away because of penalties, whether it's the, the running to the kicker, the roughing the kicker, uh, the offsides. It was just, you know, it was, it was, they, they missed the pass interference. They missed the helmet to helmet. It, it's just nasty. These refs, you know, they got to get it together because we're getting close to playoff time. And I do not want any playoff games like some have in the past come down to the referees, you know, not performing up to par. But as far as the game goes, you know, football, you know, hey, I don't know. The Saints look like the, you know, before this game, they look like they were the sure thing in the NFC. Now I'm not so sure. Now I'm not so sure now. Because the Dallas Cowboys defense came to play. And they made the Saints look average. They didn't they didn't look like the ten and one Saints that, you know, came into this game. Now they are the two the ten and two Saints. And I don't know. I don't know. I think the Saints will still be okay. Like this isn't this shouldn't be, you know, some uh season halting. We about to go Ten and six and lose the rest of the games because I don't think I don't think that'll happen. I think that'll still you know end up going fourteen and two or thirteen and three to be honest. Um, but you know Dallas Cowboys defense they came to play and Dallas doesn't look like a team that wants to miss the playoffs. And I'm not sleeping on on the Cowboys. Ben is like you know before the season started I said the Redskins were going to win the NFC East, but you know that went straight to uh, the hottest place. You know it. Went H E double hockey sticks. That went straight there after uh, Alex Smith went down. So, and I mean the Eagles are still there, but the Cowboys look like they they want it. And, you know they're five and one at home this year. So yeah, I don't know. We're gonna see. I think the Cowboys aren't you know anybody to sleep on. Yeah, they're just not anybody to sleep on. I think that defense will carry them. And Sean Lee wasn't even in. So yeah, we'll see how about that. We'll see about that. Okay, I want to take some time to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Okay, the Packers are four, six, and one. And it looks like they may not go to the playoffs, right? You know, they got five games left, and it looks bleak for them. You know, just like it did when they ran the table a couple years ago, but this is completely different. They're in a way worse position than they were. So the narrative here, as it was in 2016 when they did run the table, was what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers and why isn't he playing up to far? Okay. Why is he having a bad season? Hmm. Okay. Aaron Rodgers currently has 20 touchdowns, one interception, and a passer rating over 100. If that's a bad season, then Blake Bortles is a wrecked quarterback. Because I'm, I'm, any average quarterback would kill to have half the season that Rodgers is having on his quote-unquote bad year, right? Um, You know, he missed a couple of throws in these past couple of games. But, you know, he, now, you know, he he said it himself, you know, he it starts with him and he has to play better, right? Okay, cool. Rodgers knows who he is. And, you know, when you watch greatness, you know, you, you don't talk about when they're doing good. When they when they do good, it's just like, oh, that's what they're supposed to do. But when they when they mess up, you want to talk about it all the time. Like when LeBron 
can't finish a free throw and he, you know, he puts his team in this position where they may lose or he can't hit a game winner or he doesn't, you know, that's when they talk about it. But when he hits the game winners, when he finishes and, he, you know, he's an assassin, they don't talk about that. All right. So that's understandable. It comes, it comes with being great, but sit here and blame all of this on Aaron Rodgers is absurd. You, you see what's going on. The defense shows up when they want to. McCarthy is having one of the worst coaching years for himself. Um, it's it's um, it's hard to watch. But all that aside, I'm talking, talking about the negative. I want to say something. I think I, I have a feeling, you know, after the Vikings game, I was sitting there. I was like, oh, man, Rodgers is going to come to the podium, you know. I don't know how he's going to feel, you know. But he gets there. He looks like I'm, I'm guessing he had the schedule in front of him. He says, well, you, what you do is you go home, you get some rest. You got the Cardinals at home, beat them. You got the Falcons at home, beat them. You go on the road to Chicago, a place we've won many times before, beat them. You get the Jets around Christmas, beat them. You come back home, get the Lions, beat them, get a little help. What? What? Excuse me? What quarterback has ever spoken about multiple weeks ahead of him? I've never heard anything like that in my life. And that what it, the way he said it, I just believed him. I believe him. I believe that the Packers are going to win out and possibly go to the playoffs because they're not out, out. You know, they can still get in. But I, it starts with Rodgers, and I believe that these next five games we're probably going to see the best football from Rodgers in a long time. And not even – no, I'm not even going to say it. I'm just saying we're going to see, like, that killer that we saw when they ran the table. Let's say Rodgers throws 20 more touchdowns and he ends the year with 40 touchdowns and one interception, right? Let's say he throws no picks, throws 20 touchdowns over the next five games. So that would be averaging four game, which could happen, you know? So let's say he does that. Let's say he finishes the year with between 30 to 40 touchdowns and one pick and the Packers goes to the playoffs. That's MVP. That's most valuable player. I think if they if, if Rodgers could do that, he'll still come in as a dark horse and steal the MVP from Mahomes, Breeze, uh, Rivers, Gurley. I think that will happen. I believe it will happen. I would love to see it because it starts Sunday. It starts tomorrow in Lambeau against the struggling Cardinals and a rookie quarterback. I think Rodgers is going to light them up. Him and Aaron Jones are going to have a field day. but so uh, He gets Cobb back. Coom may be playing tomorrow. Bro, Rodgers is going to go insane on the league because everybody's down. Now they're about to see the desperate gunslinger. He's upset. He shaved into you know his, his mustache. He shaved the beard. He's just got the mustache. He's thinking different. He's about to start playing like a killer, a stone cold killer. And it's going to be compl- it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. You know, it's going to be like, you know, they're going to be like Aaron Rodgers coming, not Omar. It's, you know, Aaron Rodgers coming. Be scared. Be very afraid. And you know how he is in December. You know how he is in December. December was I'm, this is off the top of the head. Don't, 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 you know, but I'm sure this is accurate. In December and all the Decembers that he's played, he has 78 touchdowns and 11 interceptions, I believe. Maybe I got it. Don't take my word on that. I got. I would have to look it up, but I don't feel like it right now. I'll correct myself if I'm wrong, but I, it's it's around that. December is Rogers' month. 
Rogers is just a different beast in December. He said it himself. You know, when it gets when it gets cold, they get hot. So December second is when we is, is is when it starts. And the Packers they got the Cardinals, the Falcons at home. They go on the road to play. That's the toughest game. Then the rest of the schedule is the Bears. I believe they can beat the Bears on the road. They've beaten Bears on the road, and, and when it looked like they were done, and the Bears were supposed to go on and do bigger and better, they've done it before at the end of the season. It's happened. Rodgers just be, he beat the Bears with one leg in the first game of the season. What the what is he going to do with two? Rodgers is healthy. Um, then they get the Jets. No reason they should lose to the Jets, and they finish with the Lions at home. The Packers can go nine, six, and one, and sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I see it happening. I don't know why I wouldn't. The schedule is not hard, and the teams that they need, to, like they need to lose, the, the help that they have to get, it can be good. Like it can be got because a lot of these teams are finishing rough. Like the Vikings, they play. They have to. They have the. Uh, they have the Patriots this week, so that's you know that's up in the air and. They need the Panthers to get swept by the Saints. That can happen. Listen, man, it's not over yet. And I believe Rodgers knows that. And he, he he clearly knows something that we don't know. So, um, you know, it starts tomorrow. I'm excited to see, you know, winter is coming, clearly. Uh, you know, Jon Snow, they said he was dead and he came back to life and did it. And that's what they're saying about 12. So we're going to see. Okay, let's get into this week 13 pick four. Let's start off with the Cardinals and the Packers. Uh, I see this game being a blowout. I believe that David Johnson may have a good game, more than likely. I'm hoping he has a good game for fantasy purposes. But I think this is where we see Aaron Rodgers and the Packers get hot, and I think they blow the pack, they're going to blow the Cardinals out at home. Um, so, yeah, I got the Packers winning that game. The um, let's see. Oh, the Vikings are the Patriots. America's game of the week up in, up there in, in New England. I don't see the Vikings going up there and beating them on the road. Not in December. I, I think the Patriots win this game. Uh, and then the Chargers and the Steelers Sunday night football. That's going to be great. They're both in the AFC playoff race. And boy, is that getting hot. Uh, but I think the Chargers may get this one on the road. I just I just think Phillip Rivers and those boys aren't coming to lay down. And that it's going to be a great game. And then the uh, Monday night game might be interesting, too, because it's, it's the, the NFC East is a mess. And, you know, the Redskins are going up to Philly. And, you know, Meek Mill just dropped that fire. And I just don't see the Eagles losing after that. So I got the Eagles winning that game. But uh, it, it should be an interesting Monday night game, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, that's it. That's uh, the week four. Wow, did I just say week four? I wish it was week four because – Football is about to be done. <laughs> no, that was a, the pick four for week 13, ladies and gentlemen. The week 13 pick four. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have for you this week. Back same time, Saturday, next Saturday at 12 p.m. Uh, continue to you know retweet the drops, like, share, listen, man. You feel me? Just continue to support the boy, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate I will appreciate more feedback. You know, let me know what you want to hear or, you know, things I should do differently or things that I'm doing well, because I know I'm doing good. But, uh, man, just continue to uh, support me, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the follows. I appreciate the messages of uh, encouragement, man, and everything. Thank you for everybody that does listen. And if you don't, man, tune in, man. You're missing some good stuff. But, um, you know, we pack next week, same time. 
Uh, that's all I got for you. Oh, shout out to Meek Mill for dropping the album of the, of the year. I said it. Album of the year. The album's fire. Flawless. I enjoyed it. Shout out to Meek Mill. Thank you. And shout out to Meek and Drake, man. I appreciate that. That's what we need. We needed that DC and OVO back together. Yes, sir. But uh, same time, same place, man. This is, uh, whoa, I almost messed up my outro. That's crazy. Let me, let me get it together. <clears throat> I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.